This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. We are pleased to once again have a guest of national stature on today's program. We will go in the second and third segments today to speak with Richard C. Hotlett. Mr. Hotlett was one of the original Murrow's boys of World War II, in that uh, Edward R. Murrow, when he put together his still-regarded-as-legendary team of broadcasters for CBS News, uh, one of the first people he hired was Richard Hotlett. We talked to uh, Bob Edwards and Daniel Shore about, uh, about Edward R. Murrow a few weeks back, and we thought, wouldn't it be great to get Richard Hotlett to come on and talk to us? And uh, we feel very privileged to have made that happen So by all means, stay tuned for that in our second and third segments today. Boy, are we getting a lot of airtime in of late. Uh, Last week, Radio Parallax sat in for Cooking with Madeline, and we did so again this morning. And on Monday, I uh, assisted as best I could. Franz Senecal, as It's About You, had a a dialogue with Dr. Peter Phillips, who is uh, uh, currently the director of Project Censored. We hope you enjoyed uh, this morning's show, our guest hosting of, uh, of Madeline's show, and especially our segment, What's Wrong with Macaroni and Cheese? <laughs> of course, the obvious answer to that is everything, but, uh, you know, for the college student who wants to make a large batch of something, we explain how you can make something fairly palatable using macaroni and cheese, which is, admittedly is rather inexpensive as, um, as the foundation for your creation. All right, a few items round up from the news. Uh, let's see. Apparently at the American Medical Association, uh, they had a convention, I believe, last week, and one doctor got up and proposed that doctors start refusing to provide care to lawyers who specialize in medical malpractice cases. This caused quite a stink, and the doctor then withdrew that suggestion and said, well, I only meant it just, you know, food for thought. But uh, I think a lot of his colleagues thought, hmm, not a bad idea. Now, I wish, uh, I wish I could bring on my good friend, uh, uh, San Francisco surgeon, um, uh, Dr. Gary Aguilar, onto the program. Uh, uh, Gary called me a couple of years back and said, um, uh, who's the last person you'd want to have you know, an, an, a not perfect outcome with if you're the doctor? And I immediately, without even thinking, shot back Melvin Belli. He goes, well, you're talking to the guy that just operated on him. <laughs> Belli was, of course, legendary for his medical malpractice cases and other awards that he won out of various entities. And uh, I, I really admired uh, Dr. Aguilar's hubris in going ahead and, and operating on <laughs> this uh, rather notorious malpractice lawyer. But in the end, everything turned out fine for all parties. All right, I like the noted section of the Week magazine. They're always good for a few items. Here's one. The most popular name for baby boys in the country last year were, in descending order, Jacob, Michael, Joshua, Matthew, and Andrew. Hmm. For girls, the choices were Emily, Emma, Madison, Hannah, and Olivia. Madison? Isn't that an odd name to be in the top five? Madison? I don't know. It's very popular. All right, according to the Reuters News Service, 29 million Americans, or 40% of all singles, used an online dating service last year. Here's some other stats that might be of interest to you. 
among people in the United States who think the war in Iraq uh, was justified, President Bush leads John Kerry 83% to 13%. Among those who think the war was not justified, Kerry leads 84% to 11%. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to see in November uh, what percentage of people in the end thought the war was justified or not. As you know, if you listen to Radio Parallax, we would be in the not side. Now, I got to tell you, I ran some Electoral College numbers uh, last week, and I, boy, I, I'm liking John Kerry's chances in this. Although it's very funny, because if you go on the web, you'll find... People saying, oh, you know, Bush widens lead in Electoral College, along with Kerry holding substantial lead in Electoral Tally. You know, I mean, side by side. I mean, obviously, there's spin being put on this. You want your man to be the front runner and dry up the um, the finance, finances of his opponent. Of course, no one's going to dry up George Bush's uh, um, finances. But it doesn't appear that anyone's going to be able to dry up John Kerry's either. He's raising a substantial amount of money, not as much as Bush but a substantial amount of money. And I think when you see that much money backing up a guy like Kerry, um, you know, someone wants him to be president. And speaking of Bush, um, we, we didn't get a chance to fully explore, and we won't again today, George Bush and Dick Cheney's rebuttal to the findings of the September 11th commission that there was, quote, no collaborative relationship, unquote, between Saddam Hussein and, Al-Qaeda, and the Al-Qaeda terrorist network, to which we're tempted to add, duh, but uh, Bush and Cheney are having none of it. They're saying, no, there were connections. W- more or less like they're saying in response, oh, yeah, yes, there were. Uh, but they seem to be a little short on specifics. And in all the fallout over Reagan, uh, you know, we want to give an attaboy, as it were, to uh, Nancy Reagan, who's uh, been out there fighting for stem cell research. We're going to cover that topic more fully in the future. But it is, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting that she is uh, going against the tide of conservative Republicans who would like very much to attach their name to her, um, her husband and his legacy. But she's uh, having none of it and saying, no, 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 this stem cell thing, we have to get moving in that direction. Well, we agree with uh, the former first lady on that one. Wouldn't it be something if we get her on as a guest? You know, I'm going to look into that. All right. Here's an item I just, I can't help, uh, you know, this is in the miscellaneous category, a feature story here. I don't know what you'd call this. It's certainly not the kind of thing you're going to hear on um, Morning Edition, I don't think. The Week magazine noted that Joseph Stalin fancied himself as a movie mogul. They're quoting from Simone Sabag Montefiore from the London Daily Telegraph. The Soviet dictator functioned as producer, director, screenwriter, as well as supreme censor, according to recently opened archives over in Moscow. This sort of confirms a story I'd been hearing about, but uh, hadn't, you know, really got, uh, got the story here fully. Apparently one time on the Kremlin's movie night, Stalin asked an actor cast as the dictator himself how he planned to handle the role. As the people see him, the actor replied, Right answer, said Stalin. And although this is really hard to imagine, Stalin loved westerns. He apparently saw himself in the role of the uh, the lone cowboy riding shotgun into town, which is very interesting because Italian journalist Oriana Falani asked Henry Kissinger some years back how he thought of himself, and he thought of himself as the cowboy who rides into town, sets things right, and then rides off into the sunset. Kissinger was very sorry that he uh, he told Oriana Falani that. 
But, but apparently after one screening, Stalin exclaimed that the stridently anti-communist John Wayne should be shot. And allegedly, a team of assassins was even dispatched to Los Angeles. When Nikita Khrushchev met John Wayne on his visit to the U.S. apparently in 1958, he assured him that was the decision of Stalin in his last mad years. I rescinded the order. Well, we're not going to have time for many science stories today. Big story in over in Africa. Polio has gotten loose. Doctors were saying not too long ago that they thought polio might be the second disease to be eliminated from the face of the earth after smallpox. But apparently in places like Nigeria, there was a reservoir and there was a debate over whether the, the vaccines were safe. And now it's gotten loose it's in significant numbers in 10 countries. I think of this when I see like in New Scientist magazine, this debate over autism, that uh, autism has been alleged to be linked to various um, uh, vaccines, but better studies have shown that there isn't a link. Anyway, I love this magazine, New Scientist. If you listened this morning on uh, on Madeline's show, uh, you would have heard us excerpting quite a bit from this uh, this fine journalistic endeavor. All right, joining me now in the program is another of, of KDVS's public affairs hosts, Shelley Krauss Moneras, the host every Wednesday at eight thirty a.m. of Shelley the Fringe. The Fringe. I am DJ Fringe Sister, but I use both names equally. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to uh, Radio Parallax. And Thank you. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, I think we, we public affairs people should stick together. Like Ben Franklin once said, you know, if, we'll, if we don't hang together, we'll all hang separately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wanted to run, I mean, you, you deal with, uh, with gay and lesbian issues and, and more on your show. T- tell us a little bit about it. Exactly. The Fringe is a weekly program of events and information, interviews and commentaries for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, questioning, Chicano, Latino, and women's communities. And as I was talking about before, I uh, really, um, I don't make an attempt to uh, cover every issue exhaustively because it's impossible, but what's more important is the intersection and the realization that we all are an intersection of various communities. All right. Well, you've got, you've got numerous communities uh, that you are serving. Let's deal with an issue that I, I think you'd be the perfect person to comment on. It's something I've talked about on my show before. I don't know whether you have or not, but let's talk yeah. about it for a few minutes on this show. Certainly. Let me read from you the Sacramento Bee, article June 21st. Dateline, Cleveland Heights, Ohio, by Rob Hodakian, who's, I guess, from the Bee Washington Bureau. And uh, just, just let me just read the first couple paragraphs, and let, let's go from there. Even in gay-friendly Cleveland Heights, Mayor Ed Kelly has some advice for gays and lesbians who want Democrat John Kerry to defeat President Bush in November. Stop promoting gay marriage. I wouldn't be pushing the issue, said Kelly, who calls himself a conservative Democrat. It helps Bush. It's exactly what Bush wants to have happen. With polls showing most Ohio voters opposed to same-sex unions, many Democrats fear a high-profile fight over gay marriage will be nothing but damage Kerry's chances in a hotly contested swing state. Some are even calling Ohio the Florida of 2004, the state that could well decide this year's election. There's the issue. Uh, gay marriage, of course, is a subject near and dear to, I'm sure, your heart and the hearts of the community that you, communities that you, that you serve. Yeah. But people are saying, bad issue to go with in this election year. What do you say to that? 
there's there's a number of, of struggles. One is, um, and I was I was listening to the Green Party interview and, and how they were struggling with that. And I think everybody who's an activist right now is really struggling with that. Uh, right now, basically, what we have a choice with in this election is voting for something or voting against something. And the overwhelming tide is voting against Mr. Bush. Right. And so with that being our focus, well, um, are you true to yourself or do you try to play your cards? And so that's that's the hard thing that we're having to decide as activists. Where do you see it going? Where do you see people going between now and November? Well, I see, I see. Yes, gay marriage can be a real. Um, I know certainly within minority communities, of color within the Latino community, um, lots of people have tried to use it as a wedge um, because the Latino community would like to present itself as a community that's unified and dignified and honorable, and you know, in the George Washington sense of honorable, you know, and um, you know, we're a community of diverse people, and so we can ignore our diversity and try to win an election, but are we really going to be selling ourselves? short. I mean, obviously, George Bush is no friend of gays and lesbians, and no. four more years of a Bush administration must be a daunting proposition. It is. And, it so, is. and so, like him or not, and I think people, I, I'm not wild about John Kerry. I don't know anyone who really is, but yet... I, I'm not either, and I don't really know anyone who is. I, I know that the, the gay community has really felt largely completely um, forgotten by the Democrats. The Democrats yeah. really haven't done anything um, helpful for the gay community. There have been several prominent uh, senators who have been very helpful, Sheila Kuehl, um, Mark Leno, you know, uh, Deborah Ortiz, people who've done things on behalf of our community, but we really don't feel that um, a governmental or presidential candidate has done anything for our cause. Well, I, I guess what we should do, I, I, I ran the numbers uh, last week on, on the Electoral College, and it looks to me as though it is going to literally come down to Ohio. Right. I think whoever wins Ohio is going to be the next president. Right. And I guess, uh, you know, Cleveland Heights Mayor Ed Kelly has some things to say, and we should... Um, Tell you what, uh, it, it's going to be a long haul between now and November. Why don't we mm -hmm. see how this issue plays? I think I, I see this as one of the key issues in the campaign. I think that yeah. Karl Rove would like nothing better than to not have to talk about George Bush's uh, record, but instead say, you know, elect John Kerry and the homos are going to go wild. I mean, I think that's going to be the thrust of Karl Rove's uh, attempts in the, in, the, in the red states of the, of the South. Well, I think one of the frustrating things is that our issue is convenient, and it's an issue that's being taken to distract everyone from the real issues of the election. Well, fair enough. So hopefully you can, you can I'm sure you'll be following this uh, this issue on your show, and, and as, this, as this progresses, uh, come back and we'll see how this is playing out. Right. Shelley, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Our thanks to Shelley Krauss Monares, and I'm sure she will be joining us uh, in, in the future to discuss this issue that's going to, I think, be a hot issue. The GOP would like to make it a hot issue anyway in the 2004 election. You're listening, of course, to KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. This program is Radio Parallax, and I'm Douglas Everett.